Hey guys, and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh Fitness Podcast. So you guys have been incredible with the support that's kind of come in for the podcast. I think this morning when I checked the information, two of the podcasts for the client interviews were in the top 11 in nutrition podcasts on Apple in Ireland. So I cannot thank you enough for the support on that. And now we've got Dallas doing Coach's Corner. Uh, so thank you again for all the support on that. So I'm going to continue trying to do the, the client interview podcast as much as possible because people seem to relate onto stories uh, and it's particularly when potentially that person is not from necessarily a kind of so-called fitness background. So th- today's guest is one of my clients called Susie. So Susie it has been with me for probably about seven months now, I think it is, since July, about eight months uh six months i'm really bad at maths six months uh so susie has been and we went for a photo shoot prep but i think there's a story there's definitely a story here i'm not gonna ruin it i'm gonna let susie take it away so susie thank you so much for coming on hey shane thank you how are you holding up good yeah good holding up in these weird times exactly yeah um so i'm gonna let you give the audience a little bit of a kind of a brief intro for yourself and who you are, your your kind of dieting history, all that kind of stuff and, and why you kind of reached out. Yeah, so um, I suppose my dieting history uh, probably started off like a lot of girls. wasn't very, well, I suppose years ago I was kind of sporty. I was in and out of a different sport, but um Maybe around 2017, I started going to classes, mostly cardio classes, TRX, the typical kind of cardio classes that you get into just as a starter. And I think back then I was kind of always in the mentality of I didn't want to be lifting weights. I didn't want to get bulky, but, you know, I wanted to stay fit. And um, I suppose I'd done them classes for a while and... Then I started getting into like strength and conditioning classes, realized that I actually really liked lifting weights more. So carried on with them. And um, I suppose then I, I joined the gym and I started getting into the whole cycle of restricting calories and thinking that that was the way to go was to have beyond very little calories. I didn't really have much ed- education around it. I just thought that was the way to do it. That was how to get in shape. And, um, how low and, did you go? Sorry. How low were the calories? Oh God. I think I started tracking. I started tracking my, on my fitness pal and I think I was on maybe 1,200 calories. The magic I don't know number. why this, this, this is this magic number that girls think they need to be on yeah. to lose weight. And I wasn't by any means overweight or underweight or anything at the time, but I wasn't really happy with where I was at either. So um, I started restricting my calories really badly, like, and mostly during the week and then like come the weekend or something, it just have that knock-on effect then of, of me wanting to eat everything that I had restricted during the week and I just wasn't seeing the results that I wanted then and it was just produced in this poor relationship with food. So, were, the, were the results that you were kind of looking for, were they kind of like 
were they your goals or was it kind of like looking at someone else's kind of like physique and saying I wanted that probably looking at girls on Instagram and yeah thinking you know you wanted to be like that you wanted to have the 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 figure that they had and you know the, the bum and everything else you know and but I was going the whole wrong way about it I wasn't eating enough to fuel myself to have that kind of physique yeah and I wasn't seeing the results I wanted so um I suppose that's why I kind of reached out to you as well to try and have the the structure and the accountability there and try and like not have it as a quick fix but try and change my lifestyle of the whole restricting the calories during the week and then come weekends and having it as a free for all you know but then and how how bad had it got for you in relation to the relationship with food and yourself because i think a lot of people who are listening to this lads and girls struggle with all this body confidence and kind of look at people on Instagram we build ourselves up to look a certain way and then when we get there or we strive for it we never really kind of manage to do it how bad had it got for you yeah it got pretty bad I mean I mean just there's a lot of people that don't even know how bad it got but you know I was really struggling with the binge eating I was doing it in secret like nobody knew about it and on the exterior, I suppose I looked like this kind of healthy person and I was always eating healthy meals and exercising. But behind it all, then, you know, my headspace wasn't in a great place with, with my relationship with food and I was binge eating and probably to the stage and sometimes where, you know, I'd feel so sick that I'd make myself sick and it just wasn't, it wasn't a nice place to be at. And I think it was it was starting to become like a coping mechanism for me because I think it was my first year of college that really kind of hit me then, which was only three years ago. I went back to college two years ago and it was coming up to exams and stuff. And I was just, it was getting, it was getting so bad. I'm like, nobody knew about it. I hadn't told anybody. So I just reached out to a, a therapist myself and we worked on some, CBT you know and the main thing came down to was him telling me you know look you have to just stop obsessing over the calories and he told me there and then that first day to just delete my fitness pal which was something that I was kind of at that stage I was thinking god no like how could I cope with not tracking calories you know I wouldn't know what I was eating so (laughs) and that was something that took me a while I mean I couldn't just walk over there and just delete it off my phone straight away it took me a while to come around to the fact of, of doing that and just deleting it and trying to trying to kind of just listen to my body cues and do some intuitive eating. How long did it take you to kind of like go into that process fully in regards to like adopting or it's kind of getting rid of my fitness pal? Because like if so for someone just to say, right, get rid of my fitness pal. It's very easier said than done for a lot of people. Yeah, that's what I said to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's very easy. Yeah. Like, how long did it take you, or how many sessions, or how many weeks, or months, or whatever it may be? It definitely took me a few, a few, a good few weeks to, to actually physically delete it. But, mm-hmm. um, 
from a mindset to fully get past that it was probably only in the last few months of, of working with yourself that I've really kind of you know overcome that and realized that I need to feel myself more for my body to be able to function the way I wanted to and to be able to train how I wanted to I think that was the big thing I remember talking to you on the phone call uh when we had the kind of like the welcome call and I think was the was the shoot in your head at that stage or was it kind of I want to get stronger or what was it kind of like test the water and see how we go no the shoot definitely wasn't in my mind at that stage no. I mean I think my first check-in or my first phone call or that with you I was kind of I wanted to I wanted to lose a bit of body fat I wanted to get into a bit you know better shape and get a bit leaner, you know, get that physique that I always wanted, that I was always working hard for, but couldn't actually get there because of my bad eating ha- habits, I suppose. I was just randomly training in the gym, randomly eating, and I wanted that structure. I wanted that accountability of someone. And that was kind of what steered me towards working with yourself. But what was the question and answer? <laughs> in relation to like, how did, how did it go from when you signed up in relation to have that initial conversation? Because I remember the conversation was in relation to, right, I want to try and like get a little bit stronger, get a little bit trimmer and kind of like lose a little bit of weight. And I was kind of like, I remember seeing the, the progress pictures. First of all, I was like, we don't necessarily need to, lose weight we probably just need to kind of like stick to around the same calories yeah and and just kind of like let's increase our carbohydrates a little bit more in order to fuel the sessions and then we change the focus from a physique goal and then we change it to more of a strength goal and i remember you like you were sending pictures of your videos of your form when you're in the gym and stuff and like when you could go to the gym uh and but you were one of those that went to the gym first thing in the morning so like at like half five or six o'clock you'd be in the gym yeah yeah and um, i suppose yeah the, the goal in the beginning was just to get lean and stuff but then when we had the initial conversation and i think you realized um how, how little calories i was on and i suppose it was just after the first lockdown as well and i was after being doing a lot of hit style training and running and I, was, I think there was just a lot of stress in my body at that time. And then I had mentioned also that I hadn't had a cycle for a few months. And you're kind of like, okay, let's backtrack here. You know, we're not going, we're not going reducing your calories. We're not going into a diet stage here right now. The main priority at that stage then kind of switched up to trying to get my, my cycle back on track properly because I think that was July and I hadn't had a period since March, I think, or April, which wasn't too long. But at the same time, I knew there wasn't something, I knew there was something wrong there, you know, and I needed to nip it in the bud before I got too far. I think you, I think you, from what we were saying off air as well, in relation to, like, you hadn't had a cycle, but you were on the pill or you were put on the pill after... Yeah, I was on I was on the pill like for years before that, so I never really knew that I had any issues with it. And especially even when I was like at my lowest, kind of restricting calories down low, I was still getting a period. So because I was on the pill, so 
I wasn't really quite aware of what I was doing to my body at that stage. Maybe if I wasn't on the pill back then, I probably would have lost the cycle by going too low as well. But it was only then when I came off the pill that I did have, I had a, a couple of regular ones. And then in the March, then April was kind of the last one up until July. And then I, we weren't working together that long before I actually got it back. I think it was only about a month or two. Yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too long. I remember because I remember I gave you a little bit more fuel and a little bit more fats. And then I gave you the supplement or recommended the supplement. The yeah, I remember I took that from day one and up the calories and I just like it was a hard thing to do from from eating so little for so long and then I kind of knew in the back of my mind that it was that's what I needed to do I needed to bring my calories up to train how I wanted but at the same time it was that fear of of gaining weight again and I felt like I just needed somebody to say to me Susie you need to eat more you know and you need to take a step back from all the training and and give your body that that fuel and that rest that it needed but first I just needed that I needed someone just to say just do it you know were you skeptical at all about kind of like being given a supplement in order to kind of try and bring it back or were you kind of like right I I I just need to trust what's going on I just put my trust into you at the time and I mean, it couldn't have got any worse, really. Like, you know, what you were saying, I knew I knew I needed the extra calories. And the supplement was just a bonus then that I took every morning. And in the few weeks then, it was back. And um, since then, it hasn't... I, it's been not regular. Intermittent, maybe, yeah. Maybe every six weeks, apart from last month, was the yeah. first month that it came after four weeks which I was delighted to see that, you know, it's finally getting back to some sort of normality. Yeah. Um, no, like I think for, it was, if anyone's in that kind of similar position, if you're taking the pill uh, when you have no cycle, it's going to be an artificial bleed. It's not going to be a real one. And yeah. in order to kind of bring it back and get like the signals back to your brain and your body working together, you're going to need a little bit more fuel into your body. Uh, and if you're coming off the pill, it's going to take a while for your body to, and the hormones to regulate. You could be a little bit more uh, aggro cravings could be all over the place. So that it's just being sympathetic and empathetic towards yourself. Um, and kind of, if you have a partner, be warning them that the, you, you need to be a little bit uh, cautious. Uh, I think that, and then the the supplement myonositol, uh, it's it's sold out on my my protein now as well. Mm. Um, I actually still have I still have some of it. I got the big bag of it and it lasted me ages. Yeah. Um like they normally say it's like take it for like four to six months on with a decent decent food and decent training and all that kind of stuff. How did you get your head away from say twelve hundred calories to kind of eating a little bit more? Was there a little bit like, right, I'm just gonna throw myself in, or was it kind of like I'm gonna ease myself in? Well, I, th- I don't think we went straight away into like really, we, we gradually did build it up yeah. and, you know, we went up by maybe 200 or so and or two or 300 and then um, around that week of that I was due, we kind of, you always said to me, like, make sure you get a little bit more in for those weeks and I kind of was able to tell what weeks 
I was due, even though they weren't regular, it was six weeks, I still kind of was able to time it that to have that extra fuel the week before. Yeah, because I, I remember that we were kind of like, we need to keep an eye out on this because you're going to want to push yourself a, a certain week here. We just need to keep an eye on this uh, yeah. for PBs and stuff. And I think that was, uh, I was a big thing. How did you kind of then, when you could go away, uh, when life was semi-normal, uh, how did you kind of incorporate the kind of like the goal that you had in with kind of like going away and staycations and stuff away and having takeaways and having date nights? How did you incorporate that in? Because a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah, well, that was a big thing for me. Like, you know, I didn't want this to be a quick fix or kind of a six-week body transformation. You know, I wanted it to be a lifestyle change. I was I was tired of the eating little calories during the week and then weekends being a kind of a free-for-all where if I did go away or if I did have some sort of celebration the weekend or a holiday that after restricting myself for so long that it was like the floodgates opened then when I did go on holidays and I wanted to eat everything then, you know, and then the guilt came with that afterwards, you know, when you come back or after eating so much then over the weekend, you felt like you've undone all your hard work and that's the way it was for a long time. So I wanted to try and get my head around being able to go away and being feeling satisfied all week from not restricting myself that when I did go away, I didn't feel the need to eat all the, everything, you know, I wanted it just to be able to go away and enjoy it and, or enjoy a takeaway and just, and, you know, not feel the guilt around it and just get, you know, get on with it really and just incorporate it into my life. And I think that was a big thing for me that, you know, to realize life is not a continuous diet and, you know, I think just you need to enjoy it as well and you need to keep some some sort of happiness in your life and yeah yeah like I think you need to have some sort of balance whatever that looks like balance for you is going to look different to balance for me and I think it's hugely important that like so many people it's like well I mean I'm having 1200 calories and I'm not losing any weight I'm like you're not on 1200 calories yeah. what's happening is you're having 1200 calories for maybe three days and then you're eating the wall and behind the wall for the other four that's days what, that's the way it was i mean i'm not going to sit here and say i was on 1200 calories for months because yeah. i would have been very very thin if i was it was it was they restricted myself down to the, that level for like five days out of seven and then the two days eating way over my calories and that was putting the stall on my weight loss or the progress that I wanted to see. Yeah. And, and that was what I wanted to change. I wanted to have a consistent number of calories over the week to maintain it, you know, or even, you know, come, if I knew I had something coming up the weekend, I'd restrict it maybe just a little, hold on to maybe two or 300 calories on the Thursday and the Friday to allow myself to have that meal without you know feeling the guilt around it but still managing to stay on track then i think that's a huge thing when you kind of remove the negative language or words around kind of like a pot like 
you were having i remember you were messaging me about kind of i'm I'm going away for the weekend or having a date night or whatever like go on enjoy it and then just kind of like because you you're you're a creature of habit and you you have your routine like monday to friday you have your routine you get your sessions done and then it's back to uh going back to work or whatever it may be how important was the routine for yourself um yeah the routine was big like it was a big deal i mean I'm still in work, thankfully, at the moment. So I still have that bit of routine. You know, I'm not in total lockdown. So, I mean, when when things were normal and the gym was open, I would book my gym sessions in. I actually found it great after after all this that we had to book them in, you know, because yeah. it kind of it made you... I, <laughs> made I agree with you. Prepared and, ...and be a bit more organised. But, yeah, like my day started earlier... As you said, I'd kind of be up around quarter past five every, most mornings anyways and into the gym early. Um, and th- that was just routine then. You know, uh, I'd go to work then and come home and make sure I have everything ready. And I think it was just building the habits that was that was really important. You know, just to take some stress out of life, I think organisation is big for me. I like to have my habits now just built in that I you know prep everything the night before and have all my clothes out have my food ready for the next day it just it gives you no excuses really to to go off track when you're trying to to be on track and just takes that stress out of life when you're when you're organized and you have that routine and you know just makes the most use of your time when you don't have to be making those decisions in the morning what do I wear you know where is this in the morning you just have everything ready to go and yeah, big. what's the biggest lesson you've learned about yourself during this um, putting on the spot <laughs> I suppose um, just consistency I suppose you know I was consistent with everything that that you told me to do and I had a goal and you know I just made sure that I showed up every day I I done what I was told basically and I think if you want something bad enough you will you know you'll work hard and you'll be consistent towards it and I think Probably the biggest thing, though, was my mindset. I mean, yeah, there's the before and after photos of how my physique changed and body composition changed a bit. But I think the main thing was just getting my mind around the fact that I needed to feel myself more. I needed to eat more for my body and for the training and the fatigue that I wanted. That's that's what I needed to do. And, you know, just bringing it back to nutrition basics, getting my water in, getting my vegetables in, you know, keeping the protein high enough to keep me feeling satisfied and feeling full during, you know, during the day so that I wouldn't be starving then and falling back into them bad kind of habits. Yeah, and like you would have been on a decent enough calories, like you would have been, I'm not saying this is for everyone's number, by the way, but you were kind of like, what, 1700s, 1800s? 1700, 1800, and like, <laughs> I'm not a very um, big person, so, I mean, height-wise. Susie's tiny, FYI. Susie, Susie is tiny. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> four foot 11, so that kind of calories for me was, <laughs> was, was high enough. 
And to be getting to that stage of going from such a little galleries up to there, I felt like I felt like I was eating loads, you know. Yeah, uh, like I, I remember you kind of. We, but as you said, we kind of went slowly up. We kind of said, right, let's go two hundred calories yeah. up or hundred calories up, and we'll go from there. And I think the weight was maintaining. And I think yeah. that was a big thing. We we're kind of like, right, we need to move this away from the weight. How important were the photos for you that we were taking weekly or fortnightly? Yeah, they were really important because actually, even with the higher calories, I felt like I was getting kind of leaner, if, if that makes sense. I don't know. I don't. I think it was just the training. It was putting on more lean muscle as well as the higher calories. But it was, yeah, it was. I didn't really focus much on the scales anyway. It was more so the the photos and the measurements and stuff. But how did the idea of the photo shoot come about? I still can't remember if it was me or you. Um, <laughs> it was it was actually strange because it wasn't it wasn't the goal and it wasn't something that I ever thought I'd have the confidence to do. You know, I never thought I'd be good enough to do something like that or I'd have the confidence to do that. But um, it was a couple of weeks in. I think it was maybe September. And it was actually my boyfriend that had mentioned it to to me, saying, "Oh, you know, would it be something that you'd be interested in doing?" And I was like, "Oh, I, don't, I really don't know." And then it was in the same. I think it was about three days later. You said the exact same to me, and I was like, "Okay, are these chatting behind my back or what?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. And then I kind of just planted the seed. Then, and I was like, you know, it's it's kind of now or never, and it was. It was good. Like it was something to give me a motivator to work towards, give me a goal, you know, something that I could really just have a laser focus and just and go for it and prove to myself that I could do something that I never thought I'd do, you know. Yeah, no, I think like get outside my comfort zone because I think people spend a lot of time in their comfort zone and the fear kind of holds them back from doing these things. Yeah. You know. They do. They, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't even know what the fear was, whether it was just me or fear of other people or. But I think once you locked in the goal, it wasn't as if it was, there wasn't much coaching on that side of things from me. It was kind of like, right, the goal's locked in. And then I was like, Susie went on her merry way. There wasn't much of me like having to deal with fallout or anything like that. I was like, <laughs> no, yeah. I'm kind of like that though. Like if I get something in my mind, if I have something. I want to just give it a hundred percent and just and do it, you know, and just get on with it. Um, and the the we had to adapt during this the the training for the shoot because of what's happening. Because uh, yeah. I know we had the initial shoot, and you even you were going to make a weekend of it as well up in Belfast with Marty. Yeah, um, yeah. And how then, did you, how did you deal with kind of having to like being so close because it was it was what ten days beforehand or two weeks beforehand, and then we went into lockdown. Yeah, and how did you t- kind of doubt there whether it would even go ahead? You know, and well, as I said, I'm that kind of person that if I set my mind onto something, and you were kind of saying, look, you know, if it doesn't happen, it's fine. You know, we'll push it out or. You know, we'll you know we'll do it again. I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want to cancel it. You know, I worked hard up until now. I want to do it. So, yeah, we just adapted. I mean, I got somewhere closer, and thankfully, I got a, a photographer that was only local to me, and and we got it done. And you know, I'm happy now that I didn't cancel it. Yeah, so am I. 
Uh, yeah, there was there was kind of a stressful time at that time. I was like, didn't know, did. didn't know. I mean, we were wait. I remember we were waiting for them to announce whether they were going to continue on the restrictions, whether they were going to open back up the gyms or not. And yeah, it was kind of just a waiting game at that stage. But and how did you find the actual shoes itself? Because I've done them. I was awkward as hell. <laughs> I was awkward as hell in the beginning as well. I remember being so, so nervous. I was kind of thinking, oh, my God, like, you know, I don't know anything about this. I don't know what to be doing. Or, but, I mean, the photographer was great. He, he gave me good direction and everything. And, and you were great. He gave me good tips going into it. And I don't know. I mean, the first few minutes, obviously, was really awkward. And, and once I got into it, then it was great. And it was great fun. And, you know... It was a great sense of achievement then after it to, you know, have done it and then getting the the photos back and stuff, you know, it just it gives you that kind of satisfaction. Like I actually done something and put my mind to it that wasn't the goal in the beginning and something that I never thought I would do. Do you, would you do one again? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, no, I would, I would like to do it again. And that was kind of the goal for this year was to, work a bit more you know after Christmas work on my strength building a bit of muscle and then maybe come summer do another one well obviously that has kind of pushed a lot another lockdown has kind of affected that again and pushed it back but yeah yeah I think we're just trying to maintain at the minute trying to like keep sane at the minute I think that's the, the the biggest thing and how important was having your your boyfriend on board because I think that's a massive thing when someone is kind of going on one of those journeys is the people they support themselves with how important was that for you yeah it was that was massively important I mean he was a great supporter at the time you know and um, he didn't mind eating the same meals as me and you know he he was he's actually a qualified PT as well so like he was able to give me some advice and help me out in that kind of perspective but yeah no he was he was just great like you know and he was always like I'm proud of you you're putting the work in you know you're doing good and it does it does it kind of motivates you that bit more when you have people pushing you behind you and helping you through it and cooking your meals <laughs> <laughs> it helps <laughs> um i think that like there's there's a lot there in relation to kind of like in relation to doing the shoot it wasn't as if i said susie go into her head to do the shoot it was kind of like right we're in a position now where we've got the cycle back health is number one we can do this i think when people see shoots they're like this person has to diet really 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 hard for you number one was your health yeah, was. that was the number one priority. That's what we said in the very beginning. You know, I was kind of, I had kind of, I remember I was kind of thinking like, well, like, do you think it's a good idea um, with the cycle and stuff like that? And you were like, look, Susie, the number one priority is the cycle. So if we feel like, you know, anything is changing there, you know, we don't have to go ahead with it. And we didn't drop the calories it. Um, yeah, I never felt like I was hungry. I never felt like I was dieting. Like, well, like my goal wasn't to get major, majorly lean for it. You know, I just wanted to be. I just wanted to feel good. I wanted to feel good in front of the camera, and and that was how we done it. You know, we didn't drop. You were quite lean, I kept, huh? You were quite lean. I know, but I mean, I could have went extreme. You could have, you you could have went paper lean. 
if we wanted, but there yeah, was no, we, there was no we point. We kept the calories high enough. We dropped them fairly low. Um, I kept, I was still eating carbs. I was still eating chocolate every single day. And there was no massive amount of cardio included in it. You know, I was just, I, I just found it fine. I mean, maybe if we had it done a bit more aggressively, it would have been harder, but I don't think he would have let me do that anyway. I no. don't think he would have let me drop my calories back down, which is not what I wanted because health was a priority and everything else that came with it was just a bonus. Yeah, and I think we had to we had to play it, but kind of like week by week, particularly the last kind of like four or five weeks, we had to kind of see what like the photos were coming in more and more of your physique update and stuff. And I was kind of like, right, how are we, are we, are we feeling good? Are we still lean? All that kind of thing. I remember one of the photos you sent me over and you were showing me your abs. I was like, we do not need to touch anything. Like just stay what you're doing. Focus on that. There wasn't any of this kind of like water manipulation or any of that rubbish that goes on. It was literally yeah. just right. Just stick with what you're doing. Once we were at prime, it was just your yeah, kind of like just easing yourself into it and sticking to maintenance and then kind of, yeah. It just worked. It would just work, though. You know, I think we just the two of us just went on, like I just got on with what you were telling me to do, and and it, I didn't find I was really struggling at any stage. I, I like at one stage I was kind of thinking in the very beginning about tracking calories and stuff. I was like kind of a little bit worried that it was spiraling me into yeah. back into that obsession over calories and tracking and everything else, but. You know, it didn't. I knew that it was a short-term goal and that it wasn't something like that. It was going to be forever that I needed to track. For the couple, last couple of weeks coming up to it, I was kind of a bit more strict to it, tracking calories and, you know, watching what I was eating. But now afterwards, you know, I don't feel like I've still, I'm still obsessing over it. You know, I didn't, and I track now just intermittently. You know, I, I don't feel pressure to track it. Every day. chocolate every day. I have I have chocolate, I have carbs. You know, I don't feel like that pressure is on me anymore to to know what I'm eating. I eat pretty much the same stuff every day. So I know I know what my body needs now and I know how to fuel it properly. And I think it was just bringing it back to basics for me. That really helped. If you were to give yourself, if you were to give someone advice, if they were going to do a photo shoot, what would the what would the number one piece of advice be? I'd say go for it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, if it's something that you want to do, if it's something in the back of your mind, and um, just do it. You know, don't be afraid of what people will think. You know, don't just just do it. Definitely, I'd say get a good coach though. You know, that's gonna that's gonna help you through it and have good support there. Yeah, I think the the two main pe- the photographers that I would highly recommend are Martin Irvine up in Belfast, who we were meant to go to, yeah. uh, who I've worked with, and then Ralph McKeown was the the photographer that did Susie's shoot. Um, so I highly recommend the two of those guys if anyone is going to do a shoot. In relation to kind of going back towards kind of when you were kind of going for the therapy and stuff. Was it you that recognized that you needed to go and talk to someone or was it someone else that said it to you? No, it was me. Nobody else knew at the time. Um, and not many know now? No. <laughs> Probably just my boyfriend. And what would your advice... I, I still haven't told a whole lot of people about it, but... 
it's a private yeah. matter so I, I can understand and i think some people from talking to people who have 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 eating disorders it becomes at different stages in that they're very like so we've had una on una's very flippant about it now because she's had it for she was kind of like it's been a part of her life for so long it's kind of like it was just like the norm for her but i think when it's kind of like a bit more new it can be a little bit more just takes a little bit of time to rip off the band-aid yeah no i think i definitely it was me just i remember just being in such a low place and um it was just getting more extreme you know it was mostly when i was on my own mostly in the car that's when i kind of had pinpointed when it was the worst and i just i had got to the stage where i was just so so tired of it and i just wanted to change i knew i couldn't keep doing it and i just reached out to someone local and i yeah and i'd recommend people do it you know whether it's an eating disorder or not or it's just you're just dealing with mental health issues or even if it's just your your fitness related goals or you know weight issues you know reach out to someone whether it's a therapist or it's a family member or a friend or, or a coach it just helps it definitely helped me to just reach out to someone and talk to someone what do you think the biggest change for you has been like even in like the biggest lesson you learned maybe in 2020 even about yourself or just in general um i think definitely my mindset around food and exercise has been the biggest change you know i don't feel like it's it's something to be abused anymore i feel like it's just something to enjoy just to enjoy the training to enjoy food without the the guilt and the stigma attached to it you know and to just listen to my body as well is probably the main thing that i've learned as well and just listen to the cravings if i have cravings you know give in to them during the week just because it's not the weekend it doesn't mean you can't have chocolate you know if you're craving something your body is needing it you know so just have it and just um the days you're feeling tired don't be pushing yourself to do to do stuff you know just let your body rest if it needs it and yeah. fuel yourself the way it needs to be I, mean, yeah. I was always putting so much pressure on myself to to be working out the whole time to be on the go and I think I've just learned to take a bit of a step back. Was there a penny drop or for you when you were kind of like, I just need to like take the foot off the gas here or stop being so hard on myself or whatever it might have been? I think it was probably losing the cycle and you kind of saying like how how important it is and how natural it is for that to be there. And when I wasn't there, I think it was kind of, that was a big penny drop like that. I was, I was, you know, putting obviously too much stress on my body whether it was physically or mentally yeah that it that, would yeah i think if, if anyone is like suffering from lack of a cycle please like if someone goes to a doctor and the doctor tells you to put put you on the pill please run away or something like that or throw something at the doctor or don't yeah. uh but that's not the solution is not going on a pill the pill will only give you an artificial bleed it won't solve the problem uh, yeah, and I remember stick. I did actually go to the doctor. I said it to them that, you know, I'm still not having regular periods. And she was kind of like, oh, well, you know, that can happen after you come off the pill. Maybe you should think about going back on it. And I was like, 
you know, I just kind of looked at her. I was like, that's not the answer to just go back on it and, and put a Band-Aid over it. What made you realize that? I was kind of like, no, this is not what's meant to be done. I, I suppose, I don't know. I just educating myself on it. And I mean, probably listen to a lot of podcasts and and hearing people talk about these things that kind of opened my eyes up to it. And maybe realize that, you know, that's not how your body should work. You, you know, you shouldn't be having like artificial hormones, you know. Yeah, I think, yeah, because it, it's, I think Dallas and I did an episode, I think whatever days this is recording, it's coming out in like the 28th, I think it is. And we spoke about it. Like, there's always two sides to it. There's some girls that need it, some girls that don't potentially need the artificial. So there's always two sides to it. And it's just important that if you're missing your cycle, the artificial isn't the way to kind of go down yeah. it. Um, I understand some people do, you know, do need it for further reasons. But I knew I, knew I needed to give my body that break away from it. Yeah. Do you feel as a kind of last question, do you feel there's a pressure on girls to look a certain way because of the media or what's not seen on social media? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you only have to scroll through Instagram and see all these influencer photos. And I think people do compare themselves to others a lot. And I think it it massively affects people's mental health when they're seeing all the highlight reels of people, but they're not really seeing, you know, they're not really seeing the real person or they're seeing filtered images. And I think especially now, I think people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves to do what other people are doing. I mean, you see a lot of PTs and influencers and stuff doing a lot of live workouts now. And I just think people are putting a lot of pressure on themselves and they feel like they have to be doing them all, you know, a few of them a day. And if they're not, then they're feeling the guilt that they're not doing them. You know, just just think, do what, what you feel that you need to be doing and don't be focusing on what everyone else is doing online. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I, that thousand rep burpee challenge. You know, I did it, and I regretted it. I did <laughs> it. You don't, you know, just do if you if it's getting out for a walk. That that's your fitness. Yeah, I think I. Yeah, you know, you don't have to follow what everyone else is following online, and you don't have to look the same way as everyone else looks online. No, I think once you, it's not an easy thing to just like flick of a switch. It's not going to like just turn off everyone gets triggered by what someone else looks like on social media, whether someone is the girl with the glutes and the glute and the quads, or it's a lad with six pack and massive arms and pecs or whatever it may be. But I think it's being able to control what you're bringing into your ecosystem. Like if you're tired and you're lying on your bed, you're lying on the couch and you're not feeling amazing about yourself and you're looking at someone else doing a workout, that's not going to help. Yeah. Just switch it off. Just delete <laughs> just the bloody off. app. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, just distract yourself in some other way, you know, get out for a walk or read a book or something. Yeah. I know. I, I think that's it. Like, and that's what's really affecting you. Yeah, exactly. I think you should protect your own mental health because if you're looking at someone else or scrolling on someone else's feed, you're looking at their life rather than protecting your own mental health. And that's, and that's, 
as harsh comment to make, but you are focusing on other people's lives rather than focusing on your own. If you are scrolling, if you're getting triggered by it, identify the trigger and get rid of the trigger. Um, I've had to do it. Uh, A lot of other people I know in the industry have had to do it. PTs, a lot of my clients have done it. Um, and I'll always say control the controllables. I know it's as generic as it sounds, and I'll throw out as many generic sayings as I can. Um, but Susie, I cannot. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. Just if you if it's triggering, just kind of get rid of it. I think that's the, the biggest thing. But Susie, I cannot thank you enough for being so honest about talking about your dining history, uh, kind of how important for yourself it was to kind of get through that part of your life to be able to come out the other side of it uh, and be able to potentially close that chapter and start a new one and been able to do the shoot. I'm excited for you when the gyms open back up because it's going to be big changes. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so <laughs> thank wait. you. I'll be thank the first you. one there. <laughs> exactly, on the door. Uh, Susie, thank you so much for, for coming on. Thank you, Shane. Bye.